0: Hey, fam. Hello, 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 family. After the last episode, the Lord was still ministering to my spirit. And as I was working out, he was um, still ministering to my spirit. And I say work out because I want to touch back at that, right? Because he brought stuff to me. But he said that a lot of his children is dealing with addictions. It's it's a lot of different addictions. And you might very well not even know that this is an addiction that you are struggling with. Hallelujah. You might not know exactly that that is an idol that you are struggling with. But the Lord says he is offering you freedom today. Hallelujah. Receive this freedom that God is offering today in the name of Jesus. Because he said he said to tell tell his children that you are to subdue sin and become its master you are to be the master over sin hallelujah sin is to listen to you you are to break those addictions you are to break those curses because he has called you to be its master do you hear me hallelujah so i want to go to genesis chapter 4 Hallelujah. And if you've been rocking with her beauty for a while now, you already know we always at Genesis chapter four because it's just power there. And it says. Let's 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 start. Let's let's set the scene. Let's set the scene. So let's let's go to the top. Now Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, "Hold on, fam, cuz I got to stop right there because when he, the Lord is speaking to me, right? And he's saying that a lot of people are praying to him over babies. A lot of him, a lot of people are coming to him and you're not coming to him in order. You're coming to him in um like a boyfriend girlfriend relationship. And the Lord is calling for you to give him godly children out of your marriage. That that's what he wants he wants godly children out of your union that's what the spirit of god is speaking hallelujah he began to speak it so he just told me to say it so i'm gonna stay with my father tell me to say he is he, he is calling you to bring him godly children why you cannot pray for god to give you things out of order god does things in order there is levels to this in the kingdom do you hear me there's levels to this hallelujah get in order now let's keep going With the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd, while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, oh, see you see how? Lord, 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 Lord. Okay, all right, hold on, y'all, for you, because that that the okay. Let me just keep reading. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift of the Lord. See, he just presented some of his some of his crops. Abel also brought a gift, the best portion of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel's and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Hallelujah. Let's stop right there for a minute. Because people are you're, you're you're seeing people reap harvest. You're starting to see your brothers and sisters reap harvest. Hallelujah! And it is it, some jealousy. You, you're looking kind of dejected because you're just like, "Well, I gave I, I I gave this to you, Lord. I did this, but you just gave some." Hallelujah! But it's 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 children out there who have gave the Lord the best. They gave the Lord all they could give Him. Hallelujah! The best of what they had. And then, it, it, it's, I'm, and listen, I'm not coming for you, but listen, I, the truth will set you free. It's like you throw a couple prayers up, a couple hallelujahs, and then you keep it pushing. But then it's people who give the Lord the best of their the, the harvest, the best of their crops. Hallelujah. And he accepts them. But then you're sitting there, you're looking dejected because you're like, well, why isn't he accepting me? Because the Lord is calling you to give the best. Hallelujah. Give him your all. Do you hear that? Give the Lord your all in the name of Jesus. So the Lord asked him, he said, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain, why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Hallelujah. You must subdue it and be its master. Sin is crouching at your door. That addiction is crouching at your door. That old life is crouching at your door, but you are to subdue it and be its master. That's what the sovereign Lord says. He says that you are to subdue it and be its master. It's not what well, they was doing it, what well, I thought, well, I, you are to subdue sin and be its master. Because let me tell you something, the, the, the one of the biggest liars in your life is yourself. Do you ever sit back and, you're, and you hear yourself say, well, this is all I'm going to do, or this is all I'm going to get. Or the Lord ain't going to do that for me. He he ain't worried about me like that. You cursing yourself. You got the power of life and death in your tongue. Sometimes the enemy don't even have to do nothing because you already doing it for him. You are to subdue it and be its master. You are to be the enemy's master. You are to be the master over your sinful flesh. Do you get me? Over that sinful nature, you are to subdue it and be its master. Don't tell yourself that you can't break that addiction. Don't tell yourself that you can't lose this weight. Don't tell yourself that you're not pretty enough. Don't tell yourself that you can never get this job. Don't tell yourself that that the Lord don't have nothing for you. Don't tell yourself that it's too late to get married. Don't tell yourself, well I already went messed up this much the Lord is not going to come and get me. I'm telling you the word of God says that he will leave the 99 to go get that one. He will leave the flock to come and get you. And let me tell you something. I testified. testify. I was the one. I was one. I was the one who left the flock. He came and got me. So if he gonna do it for me. It, listen. I'm I'm not nothing. I'm nothing. I'm nothing but dust and ashes. <laughs> I, I. Listen. I, I know my worth. I'm not saying it like I ain't nothing. I know my worth. Don't try it. Don't try it. Because I know my worth. But. What I'm saying is compared to God, I'm nothing. And he still still came and got me. He still said, oh wait, he did a head count. He said, oh wait, my one's gone. So he did that for me, he will do it for you. Hallelujah. Jesus died for us. God God allowed Jesus to die. Do you understand? He doesn't have a respect for a person. He doesn't have a favorite. Jesus suffered for the good news. He suffered. He was our sacrifice. He was our sin offering. Hallelujah. So don't, so like he don't have a favorite child. You get what I'm saying? Just, we all suffer him. But when you give up but will you lie to yourself? Will you tell you tell yourself, well, nobody else in my family could lose weight. Nobody else in my family could break off of drugs. Nobody else in my family could have finished college. Nobody else in my family um got married. All the women in my family have kids out of wedlock and we don't have no husband. Why are you putting that curse on yourself? You got to cast down that vain imagination and make it obedient to what Christ has told you. Do you get that? Make it obedient to what he has told you. Hallelujah. There is freedom in Christ. If you shall receive it. Will you receive this freedom? Let's go to. um, Romans 8. So now there is no more. There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you. Hallelujah. Do you see where it says the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you? It's power in that blood. Do you hear me? It is power in that. It is power in that blood. But you gotta believe it. You gotta subdue. When sin tells you it ain't no power there, that, that ain't that ain't stuff. You gotta subdue it. Hallelujah. It's a reason why your, 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 your flesh is fighting up against you. Hallelujah. Because your flesh wants to be your master. Your flesh wants to tell you what to do. But it's a spirit that's in you that gives life. It's a bubbling spring of water that lives within you. Hallelujah. That is that's giving you everlasting life. Jesus said He, if you are victorious. He will give you the fruit from the tree of life. That's eternal life. That's what he's saying. But you got to be victorious. You got to be his master. You have to tell sin. I'm not doing that. Hallelujah. I'm not going that way no more. Yeah, I used to do that, but I ain't doing that no more. Hallelujah. You are to be its master. And you know how you do it? You got to get into the word of God. That's the only way you can subdue sin. Because you have to live by every word that comes from the Lord your God. Every word you have to live by that his words is life why do you think he says that you will thirst no more with him you will thirst no more because he is the living water he he, he, he doesn't run out the water's not going to run out hallelujah but you got to trust him you got to seduce sin you got to tell your flesh silence hallelujah you have to tell your flesh what to do hallelujah The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that. So the just requirement of the law will be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. Hallelujah. Follow the spirit. That's how you subdue sin. You follow the spirit. Hallelujah. The spirit leads you into all truth. Those who are dominated by sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind, no, letting the sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. There is life and peace in the kingdom. The only thing that this world can offer you is death death that's the only thing this world can offer you is death okay but in the kingdom the lord offers you peace and life and let me tell you something the whole time you going around the world you searching for life and peace people be saying you living your best life out here living your best sinful death that's really what it is you out here living your best sinful death that's not your best life Because there's no life in the world. The ruler of this world has already been judged. So if you follow the leadings, if you follow what his spirit is saying, because we know that the spirit of Antichrist is flowing throughout the world already, we already know this. So if you're following the Antichrist, that leads you to death. He's already been judged. But we know that Jesus conquered death. So in the kingdom of God, we are conquerors. That's what we know. Shall you not perceive it? Will you not perceive it? Will you not receive this freedom? Everybody always says nothing in life is free. And that is a lie because Jesus is life. And it's free. <laughs> I mean, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you to follow Christ. Yes, you're going to be persecuted. Yes, some people going to be killed for the good news. Yes, you got to lay down your life. The life you think, you laying down your death. Okay? The life that you think, you laying it down. But you taking up eternal life. We've been conditioned to think nothing's free. So we feel like we always got to earn it. We feel like we always got to earn something in this world. But God is right there with open arms like my love is free. I created you. Do you understand? When Adam was in the garden, everything was free. There wasn't no taxes. There wasn't no presidents. (laughs) There was no governments. It was none of that. God just created us because he wanted us to be there. He wants to take care of us. He wants to love us. But before you can fathom that, you have to die to yourself. You have to put down your old man and pick up the new man. Because it's hard in your flesh to to, um, please God, number one. And number two, it's hard in your flesh... to to accept his love because in this world you're so conditioned to don't nobody care about me don't nobody love me or I gotta do this to get attention or I gotta do that to get attention so when you get in the kingdom it's hard to believe I don't have to do nothing I don't have to do nothing but believe you My faith is the only thing I could do to please you. We catch ourselves trying to do things to please God, but it's not about what we do. It's about our faith. It's about how we respond to God in faith. Okay? Because I'm not saying that because you can, by faith, you have to work out. But when you work it out, your faith is saying, okay, I'm going to get my body in right. I'm going to get the fitness that my body needs. But it's the act of faith. Do you get what I'm saying? But you can't go to God and be like, God, I'm going to give you a million dollars to get fit. You can't do that in the kingdom. But the world will condition you to be like, okay, you can get this surgery and your body can look right. You see how it's a give and take? It's a give and take. You get what I'm saying? Like, okay, you got to do this to do it. But God is just like, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. Let me help you. Let me nurture you. Let me show you that I am Yahweh. Let me show you. But in the world, it's just like, okay, well, I got to figure out how to do it. It's so much pride in the world because that's what got the enemy casted down was his pride. So that's what it is in the world. Pride. I just want to do this. I want to love who I want to love. I want to do. And it's just you so selfish. But when you go into the kingdom and you realize Jesus is so selfless, he's just so selfless because he, he, he shed his blood for all of us. Even the people who don't want to turn to him, he still died for them. So it's hard to fathom that. But that's why you got to seduce sin. You got to get into the word of God so you can become sin's master. Because since you're good enough, you are good enough. You deserve somebody that's going to love and care about you. You deserve Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he died for you. He died for you. And yes, you didn't do nothing to deserve it. But he did it because he felt like Jesus felt like you deserved it. Stop lying to yourself. Bro, you deserve happiness. (laughs) Allow the Lord to transform you. Don't walk around with no chip on your shoulder. There ain't no chips on your shoulders in the kingdom. Okay? You know, sometimes, well, all the time we got to carry our cross on our shoulders, but that's it. You just carry your cross. But guess what? Jesus did it first. Yes, he said it was going to be trials and sorrows. But he also said, take heart because I have overcome the world. He has conquered the world. Follow him. Just ask him to make me more like you. He will do it. I'm telling you, he will do it. It says... So letting your sinful nature control your mind, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. You see how it talks about controlling your mind. That's why you got to watch what you um, let in your ear gates and your eye gates because it it, it can control your mind. It all starts in your mind because if the enemy can start in your mind, it can take root in your heart. So if you allow the spirit to control your mind and the spirit to control your heart, your heart will be soft. You will have a heart like Christ. But if you let your sinful nature control your mind, your heart's going to become hard. And we know what happens to a heart and heart. You never want to turn to God to let him forgive you. Ain't that crazy? You won't let him forgive you. Think about that. You won't let God forgive you so you can be forgiven. So you can learn how to forgive. Because he has to teach you how to forgive. Let him show you yourself. You are the best example that God can use is yourself. Because when you see all the wicked things that you have done, you just like, oh, you are forgiving kind of guy. Oh, you just so good. When you see how he he gave you mercy, it makes you want to go give mercy. When when you see how he gave you grace, it makes you want to go give grace. But you got to allow him to do it. The scriptures say we love him because he loved us first. Allow him to love you first. That's where you will begin to get the confidence that you need. Hallelujah. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. And remember, those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. Hold on, let me break something down. All right, sorry for me. I was writing something down. That's a revelation for a different time. But the Lord was speaking, but it's just not for right now. But let's keep reading. And remember that those who do do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life. The spirit gives you life. Because you have been made right with God, the spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For for if you live by its dictates, you will die. You see how in the garden... The the Lord had told him, if you eat this, you are, you're sure to die. If you, if you eat this, you're sure to die. And he went so humanly. But what happened? Did he not die spiritually? Do you see how, for if you live by his dictation, you will die. He listened to even though the Lord told him what to do. Adam still did what his sinful nature told him to do. And he was sure to die. Did he not experience a spiritual death? Did sin not enter into the world? Did he not lose paradise? So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba. Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share in his suffering. Hallelujah, sharing his suffering. You got to pick up your cross. It says, nail your passions and desires to the cross. You got to pick up your cross and carry it daily. Do you hear me? I'm not about to sit here and act like it's all bubble gum, rainbows, and daisies in here. Because it's not in the kingdom. You got to deny yourself. The world hates you. You're in the world, but it hates you. You're not of the world, so it's going to hate you. Because when the world sees you, they see God. You were made in his image. You are made in the image of God. The world hates you. So you're, you're, you're going to suffer. But Jesus. that's But then you got to say that. But Jesus. Because it's by the power of God. You will overcome. Because he has overcame the world first. And he's giving you that spirit to dwell within you so you can be a conqueror. You could be more than a conqueror. So you could be victorious and have the fruit and the, the fruit from the tree of life. He says that we read that in, in Revelation chapter two, verse seven, all who are victorious, he will allow them to eat the, the fruit from the tree of life. And we know, because when we go back to Genesis three, that he says that if we eat the, the fruit from the tree of life, we will We will live forever. That's eternal life. But will you receive it? Will you receive your eternal life? Will you receive this freedom that Christ is giving you? Hallelujah. Let's go to John 3, verse 6. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Hallelujah. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. Hallelujah. Just, it's just the Spirit's going to give you life. There's no, I don't have, I I am a vessel of the Lord, okay? I don't have every answer. (laughs) I don't. But I know that the Spirit gives me life. I don't know how he do it. But he gives me life and I trust him. I trust him even when I feel like my back's up against the wall. I'm like, I know God got a ram in the thickest. It don't make no sense to me because it makes sense to God. Because I'm not all knowing. His ways are above my ways. His thoughts are, are higher than my thoughts. So I can't, I can't fathom how the spirit gives life, but I know that it does. I know that the spirit gives me life. I know that first I am weak, but now I am strong. I know that. I know that every battle that I go through, I come out with the victory. I know I come out stronger. I know that because I I trust God. And I lean not to my own understanding, Even when my sinful nature is telling me, it's going to look this way. It's going to look that way. I, I know God's word says I got the victory. I know God's word says I am a conqueror. I know it says I'm more than a conqueror. I know that he that He got me. I know he said he would never leave me nor forsake me. So I stick on to that and I become sin's master. I tell my, nah, we ain't thinking that. That's why I say to myself. Nah, we ain't thinking that. Because I am to subdue you and be your master. So I need you to be silent in the name of Jesus. Because God got this ram in the thickest. And I'm going to wait for him to bring this ram in the thickest. And everything going to be good. Because I know I serve my, the God of resurrection. I know my God is a resurrection kind of God. That's what I know. So I know that this situation, it can look dead. But guess what? God about to resurrect it some way, somehow. In a way I might not even think or imagine. But it's going to happen. I know that everything that the enemy made for my bad, God's going to turn it around for my good. I know the Lord will give me beauty for my ashes. Hallelujah. And that's how you become sin's master. But if you agree with sin, sin is subduing you and being your master. You are called to be victorious. That's what you were called to do. You were called to be victorious. The kingdom only breeds winners. He only breeds winners. We we winners over here. <laughs> he in winners, okay? Straight champions. Don't try to go humanly. Try to figure it out and want ask questions. Just trust God. Just trust them. Let's go to um, Galatians five. Okay, I was just checking the time. We good. (laughs) So so it says, so Christ has truly set us free. Hold on, family, because my kids is loud. Hold on. Sorry, fam. So let's go back to uh, where we said. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be... Of no benefit to you. I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God. By being circumcised. You must obey every regulation. In the whole law of Moses. For if you are trying to make yourselves right with God. By keeping the law. You have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. But we who live by the spirit. Eagerly wait to receive by faith. The righteousness. God has promised to us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. You were running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. This false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. I am trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person. Whoever he is. Who has been confusing you. Dear brothers and sisters. If I were still preaching. Hallelujah the Lord is speaking. He is speaking. He is speaking. Somebody. You have received a false. Teaching about Jesus. You, you received that. You can just live any kind of life. And it is acceptable, and it's pleasing to God. And that teaching is false. We are held at a standard. Hallelujah. The Bible says we are high priest. We are a royal priesthood. Do you understand that? We are a royal priesthood. That's what the Bible says. Because Christ is our high priest. So we are a royal priesthood. So like, you're held at a standard. Jesus did not die for you to stay in sin he died to set you free from sin he died so you could be subdued to be sin's master that's why he died so you could have that life-giving power in you so you can believe in him so he can clean you in his blood so you can be forgiven that's why hallelujah Dear brothers and sisters, if I, were, if I were still preaching that you must be circumcised, as some say I do, why am I still being persecuted? If I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of of Christ, no one would be offended. I just wish that those troublemakers who want to mutilate you by circumcision would mutilate themselves. For you have been called to live in freedom. For you have been called to live in freedom. My brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. <clears throat> and the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what our sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are... Dis- directed by the spirit you are no not under obligation of the law of moses When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love joy peace patience goodness kind patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control there is no law against these things those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there since we are living by the spirit let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives let us become Not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. He said it. That's a word. That's a word right there. Um, Listen, that's a word. Go back and read that and get prayer time with the Lord. Because that's that's a word. Let's go to Romans 7. This is like one of my favorite Bible verses. One of my favorite ones. Now, dear brothers and sisters, you who are familiar with the law, don't you know that the law applies only while a person is living? For example, when a woman marries, the law binds her to her husband as long as he is alive. But if he dies, the laws of marriage no longer apply to her. So while her husband is alive, she would be committing adultery if she marries another man. But if her husband dies, excuse me, she is free from the law and does not commit adultery when she remarries. So my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And now you are united with the one who has raised, who, who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us. And the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death. But now we we have been released from the law for we died to it and we are no longer captive to his power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in a new way of living in the spirit. Well, then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Of course not. In fact, it is the law that showed me my sin. I would have I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had said you must not covet. But sin used this command to arouse all kinds of covetous desires within me. So, Finn, let me stop right there. Somebody ever tell you not to look, they like, don't look, and you look. It's your sinful nature. It, it When you know what not to do, sin arouses the desire for you to go do it. So, if you're saying, oh, I'm going, I'm going on to diet, I'm going to eat right, I'm going to do this. You arouse and get sinful nature to be a glutton. Because now you want to eat everything. That's why it's about uh, changing your lifestyle. Let me change. I'm setting up boundaries by the power of God. You got to decree the word of God over your life. You got to decree and declare things over your life that is the word of God. But the only way you can decree and declare things is if you get into the word of God. Then the Lord will show you how to decree a thing, He will show you how to declare a thing. But you can't decree and declare nothing if you don't know the word of God. Cause you've done decree and declare something and put a curse on yourself because that's not what the will of the Lord had for your life. Hallelujah. And it says, if there were no laws, sin would not have the power, that power, At one time, I lived without understanding the law. But when I learned the command not to covet, for instance, the power of sin came to life and I died. So I discovered that the law's commands, which were supposed to bring life, brought spiritual death instead. Sin took advantage of those commands and deceived me. It used the commands to kill me. That's like, right, we know that our bodies were made to reproduce. We know that a woman and a man is made to procreate. But we know that we're supposed to do it in the order God has planned. A man leaves his mother and his father and is joined to, to his wife and the two become one. That's what the Bible says. That's what it is. But the world tells you it's okay to not do it in that order. So do you see how you know the truth? But knowing the truth, it gives birth to the sinful desire within you to do it the way you want to do it. Or the way you think it's appropriate. And I'm throwing up air quotes, quotes while I'm saying it. You want to do what you think is appropriate. But that's not what God has ordained it to be. So now it's cursed. You understand? But still the law itself is holy and its commands are holy, right, and good. But how can that be? Did the law which is good cause my death? Of course not. Sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death. So we can see how terrible sin really is. It uses God's good commands for its own evil purposes. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I really don't understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So am I not the one doing wrong? So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Hallelujah. You see how the sin that lives in you, it does it. And that's why you are to subdue it and be its master. You have to tell sin, you got to cast down that vain imagination and make it obedient to what God has said. Yes, sin lives in you, but we're not about to use that as an excuse. You are to be its master and make it obedient to what Christ has said. People that are struggling with addictions. God says that you shall not put no other God before you. You have no idols. That is a command from the Lord. No lowercase g God comes before your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No other God can come against the true and living God. You put no other God before that. And people, you can make a God out of anything. Money. Yourself. Um. What else? Drugs. Um other people. It's many things that you can put and make it a lowercase g god, or you can make it an idol. And the Lord calls for you to have nobody before him. No lowercase g god, No idol before him. You serve him and only him. You can't have it both ways. And And verse 18 says, and I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't, I don't want to do what is wrong. I, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am really the one, I'm really not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Hold on real quick. That's my kids. Sorry, Fian, that was my son. But if I do what I don't, want to do i am really not the one doing wrong it is sin living in me that does it i have discovered this principle of life that when i do that when i want to do what is right i inevitably do what is wrong i love god's laws with all my heart but there is another power within me that is at work with my mind this power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me hallelujah Now, family, I understand because, listen, I fall short to the glory of God. We all fall short to the glory of God. I get that. But it's a difference between that being your lifestyle and you just living how you want to live and you just falling short sometimes. Sometimes I will fall short. Sometimes I will fail you. But Jesus, but, G- but I got Jesus to put me back in check. But when I'm going out and I'm living a life and I don't care and I'm letting my sinful nature dominate me, I'm letting my sinful nature subdue me, then there's no winning there. <laughs> it's like, there's just no winning there. It's a difference. It's a war that's going on against your mind. When you sit back and you really really examine the thoughts that's in your your mind, that comes through your mind, you are at war within yourself. But Jesus has the power to say, peace be still. I'm telling you, he did it for me. He got that power to say, peace be still. Every knee has to bend. And every tongue got to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus got that power that every knee has to bend. But you got to go to him. You have to receive it. Hallelujah. When Jesus washed his disciples' feet, right, he says, the greatest among you has to serve. And God is the greatest among us. He serves us. But you got to receive it. He's the greatest among us. That's He serves us. Yes, we serve him back, but we can't serve him like he served us. (laughs) Okay? He cleans us. He cleans our feet because once he cleans our feet, we're truly clean. He cleans us. But you got to receive that. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is? In my mind, I really want to obey God's laws, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Hallelujah. And let's go to, we're going to go to Isaiah 26. I know y'all hear that knock on the door and it ain't Jesus. So I ain't answering it because I know it ain't Jesus. <laughs> That's that. I know that knock That don't sound like Jesus. Look, his sheep know his voice and I answer to it. That ain't Jesus knock. Nah. And it says, um, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always for the Lord God is the eternal rock. He humbles the proud and brings down the arrogant city. He will bring it down to dust. The poor and oppressed trample it underfoot and the needy walk all over it. But for those who are righteous, the way is not the way is not steep and rough. You are a God who does what is right and you smooth out the path ahead of them. Lord, we show our trust in you by obeying your laws. Our heart's desires is to glorify your name. Mm. Keep on reading this thing because this is a word. Keep on reading that. But he would keep in perfect peace all who trust in him. That's that um song um what is that? I think it's why I need a bite him, And she'd be like, uh, I think it's peace. Yes, you keep me in perfect peace. Yes, go look that song up. I need a bite him, bite him. Go look at that because that's that's a banger. That's a banger, y'all. It's a banger. It's a banger. <laughs> but it's so true. Just keep your mind fixed on him, and he will keep you in perfect peace. Whoo, just imperfect peace. Just close your eyes right now, right? Just fix your mind on Jesus. Father, I'm praying in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that you just you just allow your, your children just to experience the peace, Father. Just give them a glimpse of the peace that you offer, Lord, in your kingdom. Hallelujah, Lord. Fill them, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Give them a, just give them a little taste, Lord, so they can see that you are good. Just fill them up, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm -mm. receive his peace the lord says receive his peace oh receive it Uh, some of you have hard hearts you got guards up and you, you you're not you won't be in receive mode you're just like you're just very like guarded but the lord says receive me i could feel it in the spirit Somebody's heart, you, you're just like stiff. You just don't want to you it's you 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 just have a like a um a barrier around you and the Lord is saying he can break through that wall, but you gotta give him the okay. Hallelujah. He says, Give him the okay and he can knock down that wall, he can knock down the hardness of your heart. Mm. Hallelujah. He is mighty, y'all. He is so good. Mm, 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 mm. Father, I just pray that the the person who I'm feeling, Father, I pray, Lord, that you just go into their heart and you make it soft, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I pray that you give them a new heart and a new spirit, Lord. Hallelujah. I pray that they subdue sin and be his master, Lord. I pray that that you just get your child back, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, because I know that you are a strong man, God. You can knock down all the walls, Lord. I know that you can bring down the walls, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord says he's bringing down the walls. I can hear him. He said he's bringing down the walls. Receive him. Mm, receive him. Hallelujah. Family. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, like, um, okay, let's just go to one more uh, chapter. And then, yes, this is going to be going. Let's go to verse 41. So, Matthew 26, verse 41. Y'all know we always are in the garden, too. And this is the power. We're going to show you that. First, you were weak, but then you strong. We're going to show you. This is, this is an example of Jesus. Let's start at verse 36. Okay. Then Jesus went to them in the Isle of Groot called Kissimmean. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. And he took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John. And he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with the grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Hallelujah. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me? Even one hour? Keep watching, pray, so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Mm. And I know beating addictions. Hallelujah. I know, I know nailing your passions and desires to the cross and carrying it. I know that. It shows you a weakness. Remember earlier when I said working out, right? The whole time I be working out, I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do another one. I don't do another one. But the Holy Spirit, he be telling me, just keep on going. You one more closer. You one step closer. You one step closer. Yeah, it hurts. It burns. But you one step closer. And that's what I'm here to tell you. You one step closer. You one step closer. To inheriting the kingdom of God. You one step closer. You you one step closer. Yes, it burns. Yes, it hurts. But you one step closer. And you know what I realized personally for me when I'm working out? That the body is weak. But the spirit is willing. That's what I noticed. Oh, because God is so mighty. Yes, the body is weak, y'all, but the spirit spirit is willing listen i just want y'all to sit with that because that is the truth that is really the truth y'all i'm telling you i i learned one thing while working out is that i learned that the body is weak y'all but the spirit is willing because it's nothing but jesus that gets me through it it's nothing but jesus it's nothing but him to be on a journey to change, to break off an eating habit curse, you know, that want to eat better. You need Jesus for that because you need him to reverse the curse. He reversed the curse for us. So I need him in this step because, yes, it hurts. It hurts. It's a cup of suffering that I ain't trying to drink from but I know his spirit is willing because my body is weak. He says my power works best in your weakness. My grace is all that you need. Believe that. Believe that family, okay? So yes, she came on here. This is double portion. <laughs> all glory go to God. All glory goes to him because he is so mighty. Oh, I just love him. He is just he—he he truly is Abba, father to me. Okay, he is so good. So, family, I pray that this encourages you. I pray that you receive your freedom. I pray that you allow the Lord to so- to soften your heart for you to 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 let Him come in and knock down those strong walls that you have built. Hallelujah. I'm praying that you do that for him. But you allow him to do that for you, I should say. So, family, let's say it together. I love you. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.